The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Years ago, I had a very close friend of mine. In Eretz Israel at the time, he came from South Africa. I enjoyed listening to him speak. I always loved the South African accent. I always thought that when I went to people's houses and they made fun of me with my Brooklyn accent. So finally I had somebody to pick on now. So I used to bring the South African guy with me to everywhere I went. So he would talk, they would laugh, and I would eat. It was a great system. It's a great system. I remember that one time he mentioned to me a story that made a tremendous impression on him. At that time, there were five yeshiva guys from the Murray Yeshiva who was invited out to a house in Telstone for Shabbat. Now, they pulled in two minutes before Shabbat, Kedarkenu Bakodesh, literally by the siren, and they came running up to the house of the person that they were invited to, and they started banging on the door. We're here! And then they're banging again, and they're ringing the bells, and they're calling off the balconies, and nobody answers. And then suddenly all eyes turned to the guy who was the one in charge to arrange the arrangements for these five guys for Shabbat in this house. And they turned to him and said, what happened? There's nobody home. Didn't you speak to that? Absolutely. They told me, please, take, bring as many guys as you want. Come over. Come for Shabbat. There must have been a miscommunication. There's no one home. Now these five guys are stuck in Tailstone with nowhere to go. And the people that were supposed to host them, they're gone for Shabbat, they're away. Well, word got out to the neighbors. And Mr. Nussbaum comes running out of his house. And he turns to these five guys and he says, I can't believe it! This is so menashamayim! You know, my wife made a ton of food. And I was worried, I didn't know what to do with the food. I was worried we'd throw out the food. I was thinking to make a kiddush tomorrow in shul just to give people the food that is chaval. I just to throw out the food. I want people to eat the food at least. We have so much extra food in the house. Now I see why. You guys were meant to come to me for Shabbat. And each guy was looking at each other. They didn't really have that much of an option. And they heard a lot of food. So it was a no-brainer. They all packed into Mr. Nussbaum's house. Each one was given different rooms. And that night, Friday night, they come home to the meal and they saw that when a South African says he has a lot of food, they know what it means. A lot of food. First, the entree. And it started with cantaloupes. And it started with all types of fishes. And then it went to the salads. And then from the salads it went to the delicacies. And from the delicacies it went to the first of many main dishes to follow. And it was a meat. And it was a roast, and it was a pastrami, and it was a pickled roast, and they went one after the next, and a chicken, and I'm getting hungry. And it kept going. <laughs> and the food wouldn't stop. It was as if the door to the kitchen was an evolving door. And every time they finished something, Mrs. Nussbaum brought in more. And she brought in an enormous amount of food, and these guys, I don't know what you, if you know what it means to learn in Yeshiva in Israel all week. Not that much to eat. They came starving Shabbat. So they were eating everything she brought in. But even they sat back at a certain point and said, Had you already? That's it. We can't eat anymore. So Mrs. Nussbaum comes in and says, Does that mean that you guys are ready for dessert? Dessert? 
Who could say no to dessert? And she starts coming in with little chocolate mousses. And in the chocolate mousse was that little paper umbrella, you know? <laughs> the little... <laughs> they saw the chocolate mousse. They were wild. But when they saw the little umbrella, that's it. One guy turns to the other guy and he gives him the thumbs up. And the other guy looks at the other guy with a wink and says, Don't you dare tell anybody in Yeshiva about this place. It's our secret. <laughs> this home is the best kept secret in Israel. This place is a grand slam, this house. These South Africans are off the chart. Don't say a word. And they all agreed. While downing the chocolate mousse, playing a little bit with the umbrellas, they're only good for one or two and then they crack. <laughs> and they went to sleep that night like they haven't slept in six months learning in Israel. Savea. They felt great. The next morning they come into shul and they're praying there in the main shul in Tailstone with Mr. Nussbaum and the family. And they see that when it came time to read Kriyat Torah, Mr. Nussbaum's son walks up to the Torah and he begins to be balkore and read from the Torah, the entire parasha. He said, wow! Nussbaum's kid is a very talented kid. He can read from the Torah. How do you like that? But then finally, when it came to Maftir, they gave Mr. Nussbaum's son the Aliyah. And the boy said the Biracha. And then after the Aliyah was over, everyone came up to Mr. Nussbaum and told him, Mabruk, Mazal Tov. Now, wait one second. What's going on here? And they turned to Mr. Nussbaum. They said, what's going on? And Mr. Nussbaum said, no. They were giving me congratulations on my son. He read the Torah well. He says, yeah, okay, but uh, what's going on? And then finally the boy says the last biracha, and they start throwing the bags, and they start throwing the candies, and they start... And then one guy looks at the other, and he says, Uli, I think I know what just happened. Nussbaum is making a bar mitzvah this Shabbat, and we ate all the food. <laughs> Nusbaum gave us all the food for the Sebit of the Bar Mitzvah that he was to hold in his home the next day after Shul. And how right they were. Because right after Tefillah and everyone from the community came over to the Nusbaum's house and they put out on the tables just a little bit what was left from the night before's onslaught. Just a few cakes that were left. A very modest kiddush. Because all the food was eaten the night before. And they came to Mr. Nussbaum, these five guys, and they said, I don't understand you. Why did you do that? Why did you give us all the food from the bar mitzvah? If we knew you were making a bar mitzvah, we would never have eaten the food. You told us your wife made extra food. And you were so happy that we're here. Just so that we can take the food off your hands. Which, by the way, we were very happy to do. Why did you tell us? And Mr. Nussbaum smiled and he stood up by the bar mitzvah and he said, I'll tell you why. Everybody gets up by a bar mitzvah and they give the same speech and they turn to their son and they preach and they say, My son, you're now a bar mitzvah. Mitzvot should become now your life. It should be special to you. That wasn't good enough for me. Words are not good enough for me. 
I wanted to show my son the very Shabbat of his bar mitzvah, that I'm ready to give away the entire bar mitzvah feast just to guests, hachnasat orchim, to people who really need it. That's the best lesson that I could start my bar mitzvah boy with on his beginnings of mitzvot of life. Let him see it. Not just hear it. Let him see it. Daddy gave away all the food because guys were hungry. They had no place to go. That's the way you start a bar mitzvah boy off on his love and his journey and his life of mitzvot. That's the trait of Abraham Avinu. It's not enough just to go and do acts of kindness, but let people know, let them see. Go and teach people. Olam chesed yibaneh. How important and how great and how it literally keeps the world going. The incredible acts of chesed and kindness, hachnasat orchim, that we, Am Yisrael, are legendary for. The grandchildren of the master, Abraham Avinu. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.